Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor David with We Are Church. I want to thank you for taking the time to tune into this podcast. Here at We Are Church, our mission is to be a place where people come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. One of the ways that we do that is through the reading and teaching of the Word of God. So I pray that this challenges you to take your faith to the next level and that you find freedom in every area that you are seeking. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Y'all ready? Uh, before we get started, when we was worshiping, uh, God dropped the word in my spirit. And this ain't what I'm going to preach about, but I just want to encourage y'all with this. Uh, that we serve at the pleasure of the king. It's our pleasure to serve him. Amen. That's, that's what he wants. You know, there's a scripture that came to my mind when I was worshiping. It said, uh, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And there's been times where I've been willing. And there's been times where I've been obedient. How I many of y'all know you can be obedient but not willing? You just about, Lord, I'm doing what you told me to do. But the Lord said, if you're willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. That's what the Lord just dropped in my spirit. And uh, I said, Lord, I serve at your pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve you. Sometimes I catch myself like, man, I got to go do this. I, gotta, man, I ain't got to do nothing. I serve at his pleasure. Amen. And let me tell you something, man, that when God catches us serving him with our whole heart, he said, when you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. Amen. And man, we're going to get into this word, but man, there's something, there's, there, there's an anointing here tonight, and there's an anointing of freedom. That's why I feel in my spirit, there's an anointing of freedom. But see, freedom is a result of serving him with our whole heart and seeking him with our whole heart. Amen? There's a scripture that even says this. It says, if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you say, you ain't even fit. You ain't even worthy. And the reason why that's so powerful is somebody said, well, that's, that's mean for God to say. He said, man, what I'm trying to give you is so great. But what is he trying to give us? He said, he said that the, the kingdom is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, what is the kingdom? The kingdom is God's dominion. The king's, the, the, the power of the king to rest in and upon you. He said, that's the Father's good pleasure to give you that. Amen. That means when you speak the very oracles of heaven, on the inside of you. That's why when Jesus, he'd go to sleep in the middle of a storm because he knew the kingdom was on the inside. And whatever the kingdom say, man, the whole earth is designed to respond to the kingdom. Amen? The kingdom is the king's dominion. Amen? But he said if we're willing and we're obedient, if we seek him with our whole heart, then we'll find him. Amen? That ain't got nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. Hey, but that's good, though, ain't it? Is that good? Is that good? All right, so I'm going to recap really fast. I'm going to recap. If you wasn't here... Uh, last week, I'm a, or not last week, whenever I was here, a few weeks ago, I'm going to recap real fast, and then I, there's some, we're going to talk about what is vision real quick. We're going to talk about um, how to operate in vision. We're going to talk real quick about the 12 seasons of vision. We're going to talk about the four classes of vision. Now, we're going to recap this stuff. We ain't going to stay there long, and then we're going to get on to the enemies of vision. Yeah. Amen? And uh, one thing that vision is, let's pray real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm here at your pleasure. Lord, it's my pleasure to serve you, Father. I pray that I would decrease. I could commit myself to you, mind, body, soul, spirit, everything that I have to pour myself out. Father, empty me, Father, for my brothers and sisters, that they can be filled, Father God. I pray that you would fill me. I pray that you would anoint me. I pray you would anoint us to hear your word, which is already anointed. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that the anointing, the power of God, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God is present in this house right now for deliverance, freedom, for restoration, in truth, Father God, to set us free. And I thank you that we'll never be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so we're going to talk about what is vision. I'm going to talk, we talked about that a little bit uh, last, last time I was here, but I'm going to tell you all what vision is. The, the simplest thing the vision is, is it's God's purpose and plan for your life. It's God's purpose and his plan for your life. How many of y'all know that God has a purpose and a plan for us? A created purpose. He didn't just dump us on the earth and just hope we make it and just say, hey, go down there and just do what you can do. He said, man, I created you with a purpose. Well, how do we know that? And Jeremiah says, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, I predestined you, I called you, I separated you to be a prophet unto the nations. That means you, you ain't got to try to figure out what you're here to do. You just got to figure out what God put you here to do. Amen. See, a lot of times this is what we like to do as people. We like to go make our mind up what we want to do, how we want to do it, how we want to live. Then we want to take it into prayer and say, hey, God, bless this. How many of y'all know that's how we get ourselves in a mess? And then we start trying to do that and we say, God, God ain't showing up. Now nah, you're going the wrong direction. God didn't. This is how serious purpose is. 
purpose could be that you could go into the NBA and make $100 million. If God purposed you to be a janitor, you're never going to find peace doing that. See, the world's got an idea of success and money and this, all this idea. But how many of y'all know true purpose and true vision is walking in what God made you to do? So that means you can be successful in the world and be failing at home, and that's not your purpose. That means everybody in this church can love you and applaud you and think you're holy and your children not pay attention to you and think that you, because they see how crazy you live. And how many of y'all know that's not vision? And see, vision is multifaceted. There's every area of your life needs vision. Your marriage needs vision. The church, how many of y'all know the church has a vision? The church has a vision written down. And see, trying to get vision when you're trying to walk into it is trying to learn how to swim when you drown. And see, you need vision before you start. And the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. That's how serious vision is. Look, I don't care how holy you are. I don't care how many times you come to church. I don't care how much times you give. I don't care how much times you pray. We don't care if you fast, tell us you fasting, anoint your head. If you ain't got vision, the end result is you are going to. How we know that? Because the word of God tells us. Amen. So how many of y'all know you can be perishing in the church and be failing at home? You can be walking in your purpose as a minister. You can lay hands on the sick and go home and be failing as a father. Amen. So that's why vision is multifaceted. Every area of our life, we need a vision. Your marriage needs a vision. Your children need a vision. How many of y'all know if you don't give your children a vision, the world will give them one? They'll give them one. My children can't be, people be telling, people be telling you, you can be anything you want to be. I don't tell my kids that. I say, you can be anything God's called you to be. If God ain't called you, I ain't supporting that stuff. If God's called you to preach and you go out there and the whole world applauds you, I'm not going to applaud unless you're doing what I know God's called you to do. How many of y'all know God's like that? The whole world can applaud you, and if you ain't pleasing with God, how many of y'all know he ain't going to clap with him? He don't care if the whole world say you great. If you ain't walking in what he called you to do, how do we know that? Remember, remember Saul? The whole nation of Israel was saying, Saul, you walking into God's purpose. You a Pharisee. You persecuting the church. How many of y'all know God wasn't, that wasn't what his creative purpose was? To, to such a degree, God knocked him off his horse on the road to Damascus and said, hey, man, why do you persecute me? Paul said, Lord, who, who are you that I persecute? He said, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. How many of y'all know the whole nation of Israel could have said Paul was doing a great work? The whole world can applaud you. The whole, everyone you know, everybody at your job can applaud you and tell, yeah, girl, you're doing the right thing. If you ain't walking in your purpose, God ain't applauding. Amen. So purpose, another word for purpose I mean, another word for vision is your purpose. And there's another version of Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. See, when you don't know your purpose, when you don't know what God made you to do, you live recklessly. You live recklessly. How many of y'all know if you're living recklessly, you're going to eventually wreck? That don't mean you bad. That don't mean you don't love God. That don't mean you don't go to church. That means you ain't got no vision. I know people who love God with all their heart, soul, mind, can tell you Genesis, the Revelation, they preach and all this stuff, but they life a mess because they don't understand their purpose. They don't understand their purpose. That's why, man, I, there was times where I'd get up and preach and I would go home and deal with depression. Everybody wanted to hear what I had to say, but my family, because I did not understand my purpose. When you begin to understand your purpose, I ain't saying you ain't going to go through stuff. Let me say something. You're going to go through stuff. But the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish, right? But when you're in vision, guess what cannot happen to you? You can't perish. You can't. If you perish and you're in the vision that God called you to, he's a liar. Now, how many of y'all know God ain't no liar? God cannot lie. There's a lot of stuff, man, we can debate about. One thing I cannot debate you about is God can't lie. I know that to be true. Amen? And, when, and this is what we ought to do. We should, we should have a vision for our finances, how many of y'all know you can love God all you want and, and being, having money or being broke, that's not necessarily a spiritual thing, but God wants you to be a good steward of your finances. How many of y'all know you should have a written budget? Church getting quiet now. <laughs> How many of y'all know it's God's will that we be good stewards? Amen. So you can love God and be struggling with your finances. You can pray fast and God saying, oh, if you would just get a vision, if you would just get a budget. God, I just want you just to do whatever you want to do in my life. That's why you ordering tie-dye shirts from Amazon at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> my wife woke up and said, who ordered four tie-dye shirts at 3.30? I said, man, that was me. <laughs> How many of y'all know sometimes in the light, what you see in the light be some stuff you do in the night that be crazy? <laughs> at night, it seemed like a good idea. And you know what my wife brought back out? Hey, man, that's not our vision. 
It's not our vision for you to be up ordering Todd Osiris at 3 o'clock in the morning. See, it wasn't an issue whether we had money to do that or not. It was the issue was that division. Let me tell you something. If you stay out of division with your finances, guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to perish. Amen? So what is vision? Vision is purpose. The Bible says where there is no vision. See, when you don't know what to do with your money, when you don't know what to do with your time, when you don't know what to do with your family, you just live recklessly with them. See, I have a set time to spend time with my children. I don't care who calls. I don't care who wants my attention. Hey, no, I have a vision for this time. How many of y'all know that's good? How many of y'all know I have a set time for my children? I have a set time to pray, set time to study, a set time to go to work. Oh, I just want to sit here and pray and fast all day. I do, but guess what? I got to get up and go to work. Amen. That means I can sit and fast and pray all day. And, and if you go to work and you miss, why was you late? I was fasting and praying. Guess what? Your boss don't care. And see, that's why you try to be so spiritual. See, this is what happens when people don't understand vision. They try to overcompensate in other areas. That's why you see people running around acting super spiritual, but ain't no fruit in their life. I don't want to hear how spiritual you are. I just want to see some doggone fruit. Come on, church. But see, and I ain't saying you're wrong for that, but what I'm telling you, it's a, it's, a, it's a spirit of immaturity. It's a spirit of immaturity when you can go around and you can tell everybody what they need to do with their life, but your life cat raggedy. Y'all know what cat raggedy is? Like a cat come out the bush? That's cat, when your life cat raggedy. You, and see, and, that, and I ain't saying, listen, you still qualify to preach when your life is a mess, but let me tell you something. Don't get mad when people don't listen. You qualified to preach. Listen, I'm not qualified to preach because my, I'm, I've learned things. That didn't qualify me. I'm not qualified if I do everything right. But don't get mad when people don't listen. You over there, everybody in your family think you crazy. They just don't want the truth. They just don't want the truth from you, baby. They just don't want it from you. Because you was over here smoking weed last week. I know you love Jesus. I know God's in your heart. But you ain't got no consistency. And you ain't got no vision. And now you mad at them because you're trying to convince them that you saved. So now you're over here overcompensating. You put 37 scriptures on your Facebook page today and you mad because ain't nobody in your family like it. They know how inconsistent you are. But how many of y'all know when you begin to walk consistent in front of people, they'll track you down to listen to you? Amen? I'm going to tell y'all another thing. That, and, and I don't know everything about birds, but I'm going to tell y'all something about birds. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I know anything about birds. But... But one time we was doing this concert and we was in this hotel and it wasn't a hotel, it was a motel. And they put us in this place and we was in this town that had like, uh, like 14 people in it. And we was out there preaching the gospel and it had like a huddle house. And we went over there and ate and it was awesome. We went back to the, the room and it had like eight channels on the, on the thing. And I was like, man, what the world? So I found myself, but I found myself watching this show and it was really interesting on the Discovery Channel. And it was like three o'clock in the morning, I'm watching this one. And they said something, I was like, this, this is a lie. This is not true. And uh, they said something that blew my mind. And the Lord, see, I, my son was born 13 years ago. So 14 years I've been studying vision. Once a week I study vision for 14 years. And um, the Lord somehow connected the Discovery Channel to teach me about vision. And I was watching this and they, the Discovery Channel said, an eagle, there was a time, this was a, a show about eagles. Y'all, please don't, it had eight channels, y'all. We had eight channels. And, uh, but really, it was very interesting. But they said something. I was like, they lying on the dog on Discovery Channel. This is a lie. And they said, an eagle has the ability to fly five miles high and look down and see in extreme detail. I said, that's a lie. I don't believe this. So I'm up waking Stephen up. Stephen's the guy doing music. I was like, did you know an eagle can fly five miles high? He's like, man, if you don't go to sleep, I'm like, for real, five miles, bro. That's a long, y'all, five miles, that's a long way. If you can fly five miles high, do you have any enemies? Do you have any enemies at five miles high? No, but let me tell you something. If you got an enemy, you can see them. See, that's what makes the eagle so superior to any other bird. There's birds that's bigger than eagles. There's birds that are uh, in the world standards more beautiful than eagles. There's birds that taste better than eagles. There's birds that, um... <laughs> but let me tell you something. Don't nobody put a chicken as they stay bird. And they, in my opinion, they up there, though. You feel me? But you know why, you know why it's not superior? Because ch the chicken's weak. See, an eagle has no rivals. All right, you take a bird. What, like a bird, what makes the eagle can fly high? It's not that he, he can just fly higher than any other bird. This was something else I learned because I began to be up at like 4, this like 4.30, I'm reading about birds on the internet. 
um, birds will never, this is why a bird, this is why a bird will stop flying. A bird can just fly. What makes a bird just not fly out of the stratosphere? A bird will never fly higher than its ability to look down and see. When a bird goes up and it can't see anymore, it stops. So a bird will only fly as its ability to, so the reason the eagle can fly up to five miles, because it can still see. A bird only stops when it can't see. How many of y'all know people are like that too? People will only go in as high with God. People will only go as high in life as their ability to see. Now, if you never learn to see through the eyes of faith, how many of y'all know faith can let you see some stuff? But if you never begin to see through the lens of faith, you only can see what you're around. That's why, they, that's why I was a gang member because that's all I could see because that's all I was around. I, I never see myself having anything, doing anything because all I could see was people never having anything or doing anything. That's why I kept getting myself in some mess because I'm like, man, if I'm gonna do something, if I'm gonna get somewhere, I'm gonna have to do it like the people I've seen get somewhere. And then, man, God got on the inside of me, and faith started showing me something. I'd get along with, in prayer, and God would show me who I am, and I would come out. Oh, man, that's not real. Look at the situation. I mean, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no nothing. I ain't got no resources. I ain't got, and I would go in prayer, and God would begin to show me who I am, and I'd come back out, and I'd go in prayer, and I'd come into settings like this, and God would begin to speak to me and say, no, you're more than a conqueror. You're, you're going to be a, a mighty man of God. You're going to preach the gospel. When you preach, people are going to get free. And I'm like, God, I can't even get myself free. And God said, it don't matter. Let me just keep showing you vision. Let me keep showing you who you are. Let me keep showing you what you look like. See, vision is when God gives you the ability to see. God gives you the ability to see. God lends you his eyes so you can see what your life would look like in his perfect will. That's why, man, you can, in the middle of your storm, you can say, man, God finna bless me. In the middle of your storm, you can say, my, my marriage finna be good. In the middle of your children out there acting crazy, say, man, you finna preach the gospel. You finna be filled with the Holy Ghost. People all over the world are gonna get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit as a result of your testimony. Why? Because you done seen something. Amen? See, when you walk by, that's why God said, don't walk by sight. See, when you walk by sight, it limits you to what you can see. When you walk by faith, it releases you to your future. It releases you to vision. It releases you to the word. It releases you to you are more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It don't matter what they're saying about you. It don't matter how they feel about you. You done seen something in prayer that's more real than what you done seen in your life. That's why when they start telling me, man, you ain't finna do it. Like, man, I done been with him. And Acts, it said they, that they seen that they were uneducated men, unschooled and unlearned, but they took note that they had been with him. Y'all, listen, I ain't read a book until I graduated. I did not, man, I didn't, man, my life was so thrown off. I don't even, I, I can't even fit, but I had been with him. And if I see you spend enough time with him, he's going to let you see what you look like in his eyes. Amen? So vision is the ability to see. Another thing that vision is, vision is when God uses you as a portal to download heaven through you to the earth. Come on, y'all, listen to me. Vision is when God, see, vision is what stops perishing, right? Come on, y'all, get with me. Vision is what stops perishing. Vision is what stops perishing. When the Father put himself in flesh and released himself to the earth, he released the vision of salvation into the earth, right? He put himself in flesh and said, this is the vision of salvation. He released it into the earth. And that's why he said, listen, it's better that I leave. See, that, that'll throw you off when you don't understand vision. When he starts talking to him like this, look, it's better that I leave. Because the Holy Spirit, all, all of heaven's Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. And as long as I'm here, I can't give it to you. But it's better that I leave so I can allow myself to come on the inside of you. So greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. As long as I stay here, you're going to, come on, church. Come on, y'all. Vision is when God want to use you as a portal to release heaven to your family. Vision is when you show up to work and they in there talking about hell, but you release heaven. Amen. So you can't live like hell all week and expect you're going to experience heaven in your home. Amen? See, vision is when God wants to use you as a portal to download heaven through you to the world. It's not about you. It's about God using you. That's why I said we serve at the pleasure of the king. Amen? So, so vision is when God wants to use you as a portal. We talked about Habakkuk 2, too. It says, write the vision, make it plain so he who reads it can run. When you come in settings in prayer and settings when David's preaching, settings in worship, you need to say, Father, speak to me. How many of y'all know that's what the Father wants to do is speak to us? 
Now, the Father don't want to speak to you and say the same thing to you over and over. He will, but he don't want to. How many of y'all know when the Father speaks, he wants us to listen? Amen? Now, why he's speaking? To release vision. To release something that's going to stop perishing. He want to put something on the inside of you that's so great, that's bigger than your situation, your circumstance, your experience, your education, your family. He want to put something inside of you. Why? For you, so you can be lifted up and people can know you. No. So he can use you to stop perishing. See, you over there praying, God, bless me, bless me. If he bless you, man, people can't stand you now. People can't be around you now, you so arrogant. Let him bless you a little bit more. You can't even be in the room with you. See, when you understand vision, you understand everything that was given to you ain't for you, it's for other people. Amen? How many of y'all know this this building is is a result of vision? And see, when you're faithful with vision, God will give you anything you need to stop perishing. But when you about self, God say, hey, go get it on your own. How many of y'all know you can do some stuff on your own? But it leads to death, destruction. Many, many thoughts are a man, but the Lord orders his steps. It says there's a way that seems right to a man. So you can be doing what seems right. If it ain't God ain't got his hand on it, it's going to end in destruction too. You can, if you don't have vision, you will perish. Amen. And you don't just need a vision. Man, in 1973, I was in this prayer conference and the Lord spoke to me. Man, well, let me see it. You know why God wants you to write it down? There should be some physical evidence in the earth that you've had an encounter with God. When God had an encounter with Moses, he wrote it on tablets of stone and said, hey, listen, I ain't going to just send you down there and tell him, oh, I heard from the Lord. He's I'm going to put something in your hand so you can remind them. How many of y'all know everybody in church want to live holy? But when somebody cuts you off and flips you off, how many you know you don't want to live holy? Somebody cuts you, you're like, man, I'm from the father's dude home. I got your address, 232, Jefferson, I got you. How many of y'all know it's in them moments you need to remember, remember the vision? I said, I would never do that. I would. I mean, I, I preached a sermon one time. I almost whooped this dude in the drive-thru 30 minutes later. And, and, I, and the Holy Ghost got on me. He said, man, look how you just acted. How many of y'all know we need vision? Vision will keep you living holy when ain't nobody looking. Vision, do you want to know who you really are? I don't, man, you ain't who you are when you up there fasting for 83 days. We know you are. Vision's who you are. Who you really are is who you are when ain't nobody looking. It's what you think you can get away with if you don't get caught. That's who you really are. How many of y'all know God wants you to live holy if, don't, if you ain't going to get in trouble? If there ain't no heaven or hell to go to, which there is, trust me on that, God wants you to serve him at his pleasure. Amen? So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about real quick, I got... Eight minutes. There's four classes of vision. There's the general vision. I'm going to go through this real fast because this, um, there's the general vision. Every human being is responsible for this vision. The, what you're called to do is you're called to be in fellowship with Jesus Christ. If you are on this earth, if you are born into this earth, you are called to be in fellowship with Jesus Christ. I know that's not popular, but let me tell you something. That, I'm going to say it anyways, whether it's popular or not, because if you don't receive that, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to perish. I don't care how popular you are. I don't care how many people like you. I don't care how many gifts you get. I don't care about none of it. If you don't know Jesus, you're going to perish. That's your first call. You ain't called to preach. You're called to be born again. You're called to repent. You preaching is a byproduct of your repentance. Amen? So you're called to be in fellowship with him. You're called to be holy. How many of y'all know we called to be Holy. Holy means to be set apart for his use. It means that it ain't my will, it's his will. It's not how I feel, it's how he feels. People say stuff all the time and I got a feeling about it. And I don't say nothing about it because it ain't my how I feel. It only matters what the word of God feels. How many of y'all know we got a lot of feelings and what we got to do is we got to discipline. We got to bend our feelings around what God feels. See, we need to allow our emotions to line up with how he feels. And if my emotions start talking to me other than how he feels, I'm going to say, man, I can't get drawn out of how he feels and get over there and how I feel because if I do, I'm going to perish. Amen? People say, what do you think? I'll be like, man, I don't. People are like, what do you think about this? Like, I don't think about that. I say that, people be laughing. I'm like, man, I'm dead serious. What do you think about so-and-so? Man, I don't. I don't think about them. Yeah, but you ain't, they over there talking about, they talking about the church, man. I don't think about that. Praise the Lord. Lord bless them, Lord. How many of y'all know I got enough things to think about? You know what I need to fill my mind up? With the vision. People say, wow, what, what, you, what you think about they doing over there? I mean, I don't know what they doing over there. I got enough worries, enough, I got enough time, I ain't going to say worries, I got enough on me to worry about what God called me to do. 
You know who be talking about people? People who ain't doing nothing. Yo, I'm serious. People that talk about people the most ain't got no job, no pet, no hobby. I'm like, listen, we need to get you a hobby. What you like to do? You like to fly? What you, what you want to do? That's what they need. That's why when you, if you find yourself talking about somebody, you need to come to the church and serve. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you want to get delivered from talking about people? Every time you talk about somebody, call Pastor Davis, hey man, sign me up to serve in the children's ministry this week. I'm serious. Because I promise you this, about three weeks in, you're like, Lord, I repent. Kid done bitch you, clawed you up, done spit on you, be like, Lord, I don't want to talk about. See, that's vision. Amen? So the next class of vision is your, your family. How many of y'all know about 500 years before the church physically existed in this earth, the, the community there was family? See, I don't, don't, don't come up here and try to preach and teach and all that and go home and serve your wife. I had to repent. I got up in front of the whole church and repent. I went on. I had a pastor. I had got born again. I love this man. I, this man will pull up in the parking lot. I'll run out there and open his door. How I many of y'all know that's a good thing? Ain't nothing wrong with that. We should honor the, the people of God. Until I ran out there and opened the door for him. And the Lord said, man, you never opened the door for your wife like that. How many of y'all know that God is not pleased with that? How many of y'all know we heard you fast, pray, spit, roll around on the floor, run around the church, and you ain't never prayed at your house with your children ever? Come on, church. Quit playing. See, I can, man, I'm, man, come on, y'all. Oh, let me be over the prayer ministry. Okay, you want me to tell you where the prayer ministry is? What time your little kids go to bed? 8.30. Go in there and have a prayer meeting with them at 8.30, and you go be faithful with that. Don't come up here and try to pray with me, and you ain't pray with your wife. Don't do that. I don't want, please don't pray with me. You want to know why? Because you ain't, man, you ain't qualified yet. Come on, church. This is, this is vision. Amen? Another class of vision is your corporate vision. How many of y'all know you need to be plugged in the corporate vision of your church? There's a place when you're planting, you, you want to, God, there ain't never no fruit in my life. You ain't planting nowhere. How many of y'all know God will catch you being faithful with the small things and make you ruler over much? Amen? All right, then there's your individual vision. That's what everybody wants to talk about. But how many of y'all know you ain't faithful to have your own vision until you've been faithful with somebody else's? Amen? Let's run through these enemies of vision real quick and we're going to close. Number one enemy of vision is sin. It's darkness. Sin, darkness represents sin. I think it's Isaiah 59. It says, my hand is not too short and my ear is not too dull to get you, to rescue you in your sin. He said, but your sins have separated you from me. So you can't live however you want to live and be a man of vision, a woman of vision. And I ain't talking about being religious. I'm talking about serving at his pleasure. I'm talking about falling in love with him. And you ain't trying to figure out, Pastor David, can I smoke weed and be a Christian? You start praying like this, Father, when I said that, it did it grieve you? Lord, everyone said I was right, but I know it grieves your heart, so I repent. See, that's what vision looks like. Vision is not, vision is not seeing how close you can get to the line and get away with seeing. Vision is saying, Father, what grieves you? And if it grieves you, then I don't want to do it. That's why the Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin. So you worried about seeing God over here saying, man, listen, that ain't necessarily a sin, but it's a weight. It says, lay aside every weight. How many of y'all know you can't go to sleep at night because you are watching Yellowstone at four o'clock in the morning? How many of y'all know that may not be a sin, but that's a weight when you got to be at work at 630 and now you in there with a bad attitude and you ain't exemplifying the character of the holy king that's on the inside of you. So that's not serving in his pleasure. See, the difference in where you really want to be and where God is calling you to be is disciplining your flesh. I know this teaching right here, people don't want to hear stuff like this no more, but this is the gospel. You want to, he said, he said in John 8, 31, he said, it says, then he spoke to those Jews which believed upon him. I know y'all believe in God. I know you love God. I know you're born again. He said, but then in verse 32, he said, and you, then you shall know the truth. And then you shall know the truth. And the truth says, sets you free. He said, but he said, then listen to this at the end of verse 31. He said, but if you continue in my word, he said, then you're my disciples indeed. You know what the word disciple means? I'm a disciple for the Lord. You know what the word disciple means? It means disciplined ones. See, everybody want to be a disciple. Don't nobody want to be disciplined. Discipline means, Lord, I'm going to forgive them even though I don't want to. How many of y'all know that's what being a disciple means? So uh, an enemy of vision is being in sin. And I ain't talking about being religious. I ain't talking about being crazy. But I'm talking about we have a heart that's so bent to please the Father that we say, Father, I just want to please you so much. 
I have a heart. Let me tell you something. Look, man, I ain't got no theology. I ain't, man, I ain't even. What makes us qualified, what makes you qualified is because he is good. Not because I am good. But, Father, I have a heart to please you. Rid me of my sinful flesh nature, Father God, because I desire, no, even though I, I'm not holy, Father, you say that I'm holy because you're in me. That's vision. Another enemy of vision. Let's run through these really quickly, guys. Is number two is fear. The enemy of vision is fear. How many of y'all know the Bible says God didn't give us a spirit of fear? Now, y'all, listen, I know we deal with fear. I know there's a lot to be afraid of. Let me tell you something. If the king is on the inside of us, man, we got to get in his face and we got to get our vision out and say, Father, I know you've called me to greatness. Man, there's things God called me to. Let me tell you something. Sometimes I don't want to preach. I don't want to rap. I don't want to be on TV. All I want to do, I say, Father, there's been times I've laid on my bed and I've got on the floor. I say, Father, just please, just let me go work in Nissan. I just want to work nine to five and come home and watch TV like everybody else. People say, oh, man, you just, yeah, you, man, listen, sometimes, man, but Father, this is this how the prayer be ending, though. But, Lord, not my will, though. Not my will. Because, Lord, I just want to serve at your pleasure. I just want to encourage you, man. I know we feel fear. I know you're scared. I know you got anxiety. But I'm telling you, man, if you, if you bend to that, if you bend your knee to that, it's just trying to lure you out. I want y'all to think about this with fear. If fear could have got you, it done got you. Think about all the things you done stayed up worried about, fearing about. If it could have done got you, it done got you. What came to pass that you feared? Nothing. Greater is he that's on the inside of us than he that's in the world. Another enemy of, of, of vision of your purpose is the love of money. You cannot love money and serve God. I'll be saying this at some churches. I'll be like, I ain't getting to come back. You know why? Because they love money. The Bible, Jesus made it real clear. He said, look, you can't serve, you can't serve money and serve me. See, because when you love money, there's always a price tag that'll draw you away from vision. How many of y'all know that sometimes the enemy ain't got to get you doing something wrong. He just got to get you doing something different than what God told you. So you think sin and all this stuff is going out and living crazy. Sin is just doing anything that God hasn't called you to do. That means you could be preaching at a church and God called you to be the janitor and you're in sin. Oh, but Lord, look how many people I don't brought to you. And the Lord said, man, I ain't where I called you to be. So the love of money, we cannot love money. Y'all, we listen, let me tell you something. We cannot love money. We cannot love money. We can only love him. People be trying to say, man, if you come over here and do this, this will be a good job. I say, man, that will pull me away from preaching the gospel. That's my, I can't love, I don't love money. How many of y'all know we need money? And how many of y'all know the Father know we need money? It, that you can't even get water for free. I like, how, how in the world? Yeah, God create, God, but how many of y'all know? I mean, it's crazy, but God know you need money. But he said, don't worry about it. Don't fall in love with it. See, the world, the world be like, go chase the bag. Man, you better chase peace. You better chase purpose. You better chase the king. You better chase vision. You better chase purpose. You better get in prayer and find out what God called you to do. All these people in the pulpit, tell them I'll chase a bag. You better repent. You better get on your face and rebu I rebuke that. Man, I ain't chasing no bag. Only thing I'm chasing is the king. The, Jesus said stuff like this. Man, leave your house, your job. Come follow me. People talking about, oh man, God, let me, can, I, can I get really real without get, nobody getting mad? Anything you add to the gospel, anything you add to the gospel, anything you add to the gospel is of the devil. People talking about, man, I preach the faith, the faith gospel, that's of the devil. I preach the prosperity, God, that's of the devil. How many of y'all know all you need to do is just preach on the doggone gospel and everything you have need of will show up in your life? You don't need to preach the prosperity gospel, prosperity is on the inside of you. You cannot serve the king of kings and not wind up being prosperous. But if you're chasing prosperity that is evil, that is wicked, you need to repent. I'm talking about we preach the prosperity gospel. That's, that's the demonic gospel. That's demonic. How you know that? Well, the Bible says anything you add to the gospel, anything you add or take it away. We need to add nothing to the gospel. How many of y'all know the gospel was right when he, if he, I remember one time I was, I know I got to finish, but I'm going to tell y'all, I was driving, I was speaking, I was nervous, I was going to speak somewhere, and I started praying, I said, God, give me the best way to preach the gospel. God, give me the best way to preach the gospel. You know what God told me? He said, the best way to preach it is the way I said it. 
He said, if there would have been a better way to say it, I would have said it like that. He said, just go up there and say what I said. I know it ain't popular to tell people not to love money. I know it's not popular to tell people don't chase that. You need to repent. But I'm telling you, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is the gospel. All this other stuff. Oh, man, you just got to name it and claim it. Listen, only thing I, the only name that I need is the name above every name. The only thing I claim is the vision that he's called me to. I don't want what, I don't listen. How many of y'all know uh, uh, even wealth is an assignment? Wealth is an assignment. Let me tell you something. You praying for it to be super rich, you ain't ready to be super rich. You want, you want me to tell you how I know that? If you was, the Father wouldn't withhold it from you. It's his good pleasure to give you everything that you're ready for. This is what I pray. Father, teach me to be prepared for what you want to give me. Not God, give me what I want. Father, help me to bend my life around what you want for me so it makes it easy for you to give to me what, I, what you want to give to me. How many of y'all know, man, what God want to give you is, it says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered in your heart the things, God, you over there talking about, God, just pay my light bill. God said, man, I'll pay the whole house off if you'll just get right. How many of y'all know a blessing too soon isn't a blessing at all? If I gave my son the car keys at 13, that's a curse. Say, son, come on, come on, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Man, I'm, I'll give you a car, son. Now, how many of y'all know at 16 years old, he started drinking? He ain't getting no car. How many of y'all know that? Come on, church. I got a few more minutes. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and just finish it up, amen? Uh, see, this one right here, I might, I might say this one, I might close, because I don't know if I even got time to tell y'all this and y'all catch it. Anytime you begin to walk in purpose, Anytime you begin to walk in what God's called you to, anytime, I promise, anytime. Y'all, you know how people love to hear prophecies? Here's a prophecy. Anytime, anytime, anytime you begin to walk in what God's called you to, there's always going to be a seemingly better opportunity to show up. Y'all listen to me. Anytime you make up your mind and say, God, I'm going to live holy. God, I'm going to live celibate. God, I ain't going to look at pornography. God, I'm going to man get disciplined. I'm going to honor you with my finances. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tithe. Father God, I'm going to do this job. Some God tell you, hey, go over there and lay floors. You ain't never had no job opportunity in your life, and then God give you a job, and then somebody come offer you $10 more doing something else. How many of y'all know that's a seemingly better opportunity? Oh, that's got to be God. But God told you when you was praying to go over there and lay floors. How many of y'all know some people, God ain't, the devil ain't got to get you in sin. He just got to get you doing what you ain't supposed to be doing. Oh, say, oh, I don't know about that. All right, in, in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus got baptized. He got baptized, and then he went down in the water, and he came back up, and the heavens opened up, and the Father began to speak. He said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. In Matthew chapter 4, as soon as it said he was led by the Spirit. See, you think you're going through some stuff because of the devil. You, he was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted of Satan. And Satan showed up and said, if you're the Son of God, if you the devil ain't never showed up on Jesus. Jesus has been Jesus the whole time. But as soon as the heavens opened up and God revealed Jesus' purpose to the world, the enemy showed up and said, if you're the son of God, you ain't got to go to the cross. You can get everything God promised you, but you can do it like this. How many of y'all know that seem, that's a seemingly better opportunity? See, anytime you begin to walk in purpose, there's going to be a seemingly better opportunity that shows up. You ain't nobody ever liked you in your whole life. God showed you this your wife. Now you got 13 girls in your inbox. Come on, come on, church. You ain't never had a problem, man, doing nothing. As soon as you make up your mind, you're going to do what God tells you to do. Every opportunity in the world that seemed better to do. Come on, y'all. Always, always, always. No, I'm a, uh, offense and unforgiveness is the enemy of vision. Offense, offense, offense. Oh, you ain't going to believe If I was the pastor, I wouldn't let him go eight minutes over. Well, guess what? You ain't the pastor. Come on, y'all. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when you make up in your mind, when you make up in your mind you're going to be a person of vision, you ain't never been a defended person in your life, and now everything bothers you. See, the Lord never going to use what he don't prove. You have to learn to overcome offense. Earlier, I was riding, I was talking to my wife, and I was complaining about something, and I was getting offended at somebody, and she just sat there and sat there and never responded to me. I said, man, I need to repent, don't I? She said, yeah. See, it ain't personal, man. You think this stuff personal about you. You think these people talking about you and aggravating you and the church aggravating you because you're just so wise and you know how to run a church. It ain't about none of that. You offended because the enemy's just trying to use anything to lure you out of vision 
Because if he can just get you out of vision, you're going to perish. I know I'm not in minutes and 21 seconds over, but I'm going to tell you something. When I leave, I'm going to tell you right now, in the name of Jesus, there's going to be something that's coming to offend you. David going to say something that offends you. The dude playing the piano going to offend you. I don't even like the key. I don't, but let me tell you something. If you take the bait of offense, you are out of vision, and this is what you're telling God. God, I know you created a safe space for me, that I'm protected, that perishing can't happen in my life, but I would rather be offended. That's what you're telling God. God, I would rather be offended. What bothering me is more important than your protection, than walking in your purpose? Because let me tell you something, you can't serve at the pleasure of the king and be offended. You can preach and you can pray, but it ain't gonna be to no avail if you're offended. Oh, I stayed up praying all night. You should have just repented for being offended and go ahead and go to sleep. I put 37 scriptures on Facebook. Just stop being offended and take your tail to bed with your super spiritual pastor. You the pastor of everybody on Facebook. If David would listen to me, obviously he ain't seen me preaching on Facebook. I've been doing Facebook lives longer than David been preaching. He don't never let me preach. That's why this church ain't gonna be blessed. Let me tell you something. Whether you come or don't come, you God gonna bless what he wanna bless. He gonna bless people that don't make no sense. He gonna bless people because he wanna bless them. And let me tell you something, when you see God blessing people, don't get mad at them. I wanna be wherever the blessing at. If God blesses somebody, even if I don't like them, I wanna be a... I don't want to be offended. Let me tell you something, man. The higher you go in ministry, the more easier it is to get offended. I done seen some stuff. I'd be like, man, this don't make no kind of sense. Man, I serve at his pleasure. Lord, if you would have me be offended, if you would have these people do me like this, if you'd have them talk about me and lie on me and do all this stuff, man, so be it, Lord. How many of y'all know being in ministry, you're going to be misunderstood, mistook, misrepresented. People are going to hate you, dislike you. You don't pay the rent, their phone bill, their electric bill, all this stuff. Then they ask you, for, can they preach? And you don't let them preach. And they are he ain't no real man of God. Your lights was cut off six weeks ago. And then you invite me over to eat, and your freezer done got cut off four times. I know that turkey done been thawed, frozen, thawed, frozen. And then you want me to eat it, and I don't want to come over there and eat it. And you tell me I ain't got no faith because you prayed over it. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm telling you, man, people get offended about stuff that don't make no sense. Oh, oh, man. Oh, I've been in this church longer than anybody. They know I sit in that seat and they're going to come sit in my seat. Oh, they don't represent. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you're really anointed, then take your anointed self to the back of the church. Take your, you know so much, you so anointed, you know what you need to do then? Take your anointed self and just go to the children's ministry since you know everything and let some people that ain't never been here sit in the front. Y'all, they know I park. I'm Pastor David's armor bearer and that's my parking spot. You know what you want to do? You know what you need to do? Let me just go. I know I'm going over, but it's okay because I'm about to leave and y'all don't care. But I'm trying to get, y'all, I'm trying to get us free. I'm trying to get us free. I'm talking about this is the gospel. If you so anointed, the Bible says the greatest in the kingdom will be those who serve. Talking about me. Oh, David called you in there. You about to get divorced on the brink of divorce. And he called you in there and started giving you a scripture. Here you go. I already know that scripture. Oh, David, let me cut you, go ahead and cut you off right there. I already know that scripture right there. And I, I done did that. And that don't help me. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, not by having heard. This is what you need to do. You need to discipline yourself to the word. You need to love to hear the word. And you need to hear whatever you're struggling with, you need to hear it so it show up in your life. My son, I be telling my son, they be like, he's like, you already told me that. I'm like, why well, I gotta tell you if you already know? If you already know why I gotta tell you, I should never ever tell you it's your bedtime. You 13 years old, you should be able to look at the clock and see it's your bedtime. Now, if you nine, cool, then you do that. You wanna know why I don't wanna do that at 13? Because when he get 18, I expect him to wake up for work. So I'm training him to be disciplined to the word. Amen. Come on, church. I got a couple more things. We're going to close. Y'all ain't got to invite me back. I hope y'all do, but if y'all don't, it's okay. <laughs> but you know, but you know who you know who invites you back? People who love truth. I'm talking about, man, listen, man, my man, there's a woman in my life who's a mentor of this woman and her husband. They the most meanest people in the world, but they're most truthful. And I love them so much. You know why? Because they want to see me free. She'll correct me every time I see her. I'm like, what's she finna correct me for now? 
She coming in late. First of all, David, I just want to tell you, you're two minutes late, and if you do that again, I'm never going to be with you again. I'm like, this lady, she on an ego trip. That's what I be saying. I get in the car, I'm like, Amber, this lady crazy. But here's the thing. This woman worth about $20 million, and her time is valuable, and she's taking time out of her day to meet with me and try to help me get disciplined and try to teach me how many of y'all know I'm not trying to really receive what she got to say because I'm just treating her casually. And how many of y'all know that hurts my feelings? It's easy to get offended, and it's easy to get a bunch of people around me to agree with me. But if I really want the fruit of what God has put in this woman to show up in my life, I need to submit and get it however she want to give it to me. Come on, church. Another enemy of vision we got. Man, I don't know how many we got is emotions. You cannot be an emotional person. I, and sometimes I'm emotional. But emotions are like medicine. If you use them properly and discipline them to your vision, they'll heal you. If you misuse them, they'll kill you. There's a lot of people in prison right now. Not that they don't love God, not that they ain't saved, not that they ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, not that they ain't never had a prayer conference. That They did all that, just like you. But they did not learn to discipline their emotions to their vision. I feel like, I feel, I feel like the church didn't do this. I, I feel, man, shut, shut up. Can you say that in church? Shut up. So, shut up. I be telling myself that. Shut up, man. Shut up. Shut, David, shut up. David, shut, me, shut up. I'll be in prayer 30 minutes. God, I feel like, feel, feel, ah, 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 I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. God, let me if you shut up for two minutes. I'll release vision and perish will stop happening in your life. Don't show up to the king of glory and tell him how you feel. Show up and say, Father, you know how I feel, but not my will, but yours, Lord. Lord, I feel like slapping them. I feel like choking them. I feel like sugar in their gas tank, Lord. I feel like calling their probation officer and telling them to drug test them, Lord. I'm trying to be a deacon. Why don't you, which drug test the deacons? That's what you feel like. How many of y'all ever feel like that? I'm going to call up to their job and tell them, man, they, they really ain't even went to college. They ain't even graduated high school. They smoke crack cocaine. See, when you get going, they'll take you to line, y'all. You start lying, but your emotions, see, this is what you need. You need to, you need to get your emotions. You need to talk to your, about the vision so much that, that, that the vision becomes more real to you than what you feel. When I feel like quitting, I feel like giving up sometimes. I feel like walking away. But Father, where can I go? You heard the words of eternal life. Amen? Last one. I'm just going to tell you three real quick people. People will mess your vision up. People will mess your vision up. Oh, you can't say that. The Bible says in Galatians, it says, you ran well, who hindered you? If you ain't around godly people, people that understand the vision, you should not even partner with people that don't understand your vision. People don't understand, let me tell you something. If people don't understand the vision of this church, well, at my church, we do it. Well, listen, your church is in the suburbs. All right? So we ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't grow up in the suburbs. How many of y'all know if you catch some different fish, you're going to need some different bait? Well, at my church, we, hey, we ain't asked you about your church. Praise the Lord. Pastor David really don't need it. Pastor David ain't worried about what y'all doing. Pastor David got a vision from the Lord, and we need to learn and understand, and we need to see what, Lord, what have you called me to do? Well, I've been in ministry longer than David's been saved. Well, praise the Lord. See, man, it's people, sometimes people. And we need to be real with people. We need to check, check ourselves, amen? Man, this is how you know people calling you out of vision. When you start complaining and you never liked them before, and now all of a sudden y'all best friends. How many of y'all know two people be in the church for 10 years, never even talk to each other? Both of them get offended, leave the church, then you see them on Facebook, they have Ruby Tuesdays. Like, man, y'all ain't never like each other. I'm being serious. Y'all, that's the truth. Laziness is the enemy of vision. You need to set and you be disciplined. Father, Lord, what time would you have me to get up to do this? See, I'm self-employed. I can get up anytime I want. Anytime I ain't got no, I, ain't, I can do, get up and be freedom. How many of y'all know the Bible says, don't use your freedom as a cloak of maliciousness? Lord, just because you freed me and gave me a job and a company that I can be free, I don't want to just get up anytime I want to. Lord, what time would you have me to get up? The Lord told me a certain time to get up. I set my alarm and get up. Sometimes I just be walking around the house, don't know what to do. Like, Lord, Lord, I'm up. I ain't got to be at work for three more hours. Lord, why you want me up? You know what I need to be doing? Going over the vision. Let me go over the vision, amen? 
So laziness, enemy of vision. There's a, uh, a scripture in Proverbs that says, there's a man who has his hand in the bowl and he won't even lift it up to his mouth. Come on, Lord, just bless me. Pick your hand up. Lord, I don't know where to serve at. Pick up the trash on the floor. Go take the trash out. Don't make, listen, you, if you're a person of vision, don't let nobody ask you nothing. This is your father's house. This is your father's house. This, this really ain't, the, this, is pra, this is a place of practice. This is the father's house. Y'all listen to me. This is the father's house. But you can't be faithful with this house when you, Lord, I just want to preach. We don't watch you walk past the rapper on the floor 37 times, but you want to preach. You in the bathroom and it smell like you and you ain't even spray nothing and you want to preach. Come on. I'm trying to, man, trying to get us free, man. I'm talking to myself. David, listen, listen to me. David, please listen. David, listen, 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 listen. I need to listen. You want to know why? Because I'll be struggling with this stuff. And it'll be pulling me out of vision. And then I'll be getting mad at everybody else instead of just going and saying, Lord, I repent. Last one and we close. We close. You cannot be a person of vision and have a plan B. You cannot be a person of vision and have a plan B. You cannot have a, I'm about to close. You cannot have a vision. You cannot be a person of vision. You cannot walk in vision. You cannot live in vision and have a plan B. If you have a plan B, you will always take it. If you have a plan B for your marriage, you will take it. If you have a plan B of another church you like, you will take it. If you have a plan B for your job, even though God calls you to be there, you're going to take it. You can't have no plan B. Father, you said this is what we're going to do. You said we're going to go to the other side. I don't care if the storm show up, the rain show up. I, we are going to the other side. I don't care if it take me my whole life. I don't care if it take me my whole life, Lord, I'm going to go to the other side. I ain't got no plan B. I can't go back. There ain't nowhere to go back to. If you got a plan B in your mind, you're going to take it. In John 6, verse 69, it says, it says, many walk with him. He said, he drew the line and said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to eat of my flesh, you're going to drink of my blood. He says, many turn and walk with him no more. See, God, God ain't worried about building the church. He'll take three, four, five people that's faithful. He'll do change the world. Take 12 people, 11 people, and flip the world upside down. You think he needs you? You think he needs you because you can sing? You think he needs you because you can preach? You think he needs you because you can preach? I need him. I need to repent. I don't need no plan B. Everybody bow your head, close your eyes. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about We Are Church, connect with We Are Church, or feel led to sow into We Are Church, we want to provide the means to do so. You can give online at weareministries.com, and you can also reach us on all social media platforms at We Are Church Nashville. God bless you, and have a great week.